0: This is the Wait For It podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wait For It podcast. I am your co-host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. And joining us, as always, is your other co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. And Eric, we are just rolling along here with the month of November. We're coming off a very emotional experience with, uh, of course, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Make sure to check out that latest episode from this past Monday. But that emotional train did not stop with this month's uh, international feature. Eric, I believe this is what our fifth or sixth uh, trip down this lane as far as this series. And we're really, really enjoying it. You know, I think we've had a couple of movies in a row where like, of course, RRR was great. The Raid was really, really action packed and just kind of a fun watch. And then you said, hey, let's watch this movie called Children of Men. And I was like, yeah, sure. I leave this up to you as far as this series goes. And then you just set me down this really, really bleak rabbit hole. And I really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much for making sure that my spirits are kept down, my friend. I, I, I appreciate you.
0: Well, you know, I figured we're at the high, the highest peak of enjoying life by playing God of War. I figured, let's just tone it down a bit. <laughs> let's just uh, maybe chill out a little bit with that. I, I did not know it was going to be that bleak when I recommended it. I just knew that this was a movie in like different circles of film and and content creators that I I follow. It just kept getting brought up. And I had heard about it before. Seemed like it had a pretty good cast. And, you know, it had a high Rotten Tomato score. Isn't that what we uh, pay attention to these days? So I figured, you know what, why not give it a shot? And I guess this kind of is technically an international feature. I had a hard time really deciding because it wasn't listed under international for hulu but then to see what other options were there didn't quite make sense i mean this film takes place in london a lot of english actors uh you know foreign director so i figured this counts but this is probably on the borderline of international feature but i'm glad we did it i i really am excited to talk about this film
1: yeah there were no subtitles or anything like that we could just watch the movie it was again a nice change of pace but yeah it is kind of like Borderline as far as international films, but also you know what, Eric? This is ours. Who's going to stop us?
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. And, and this was a brisk hour, like forty minutes. So we really needed something like that after a couple of the last, <laughs> a couple of the last movies that we've been watching, like two to three Including hours. Black
1: Panther, yeah, <laughs> long, long, uh, enduring experience that was as far as the emotional ride and roller coaster that we won on. So yeah, it was nice to have a, a film that was a little bit shorter, like you said. But for those of you that are brand new to the podcast, welcome. And we thank you guys so much for joining us. Make sure to stay around to the very end, and I'll let you know where you can find all the rest of our content and our social media pages. And for all of you returning listeners, welcome back. We hope you guys are enjoying November and all the content we have coming out for you. It's crazy that next week is already Thanksgiving. Eric has a really, really exciting episode of Intro to Anime for you, and then we'll be taking next Wednesday off. For a little bit of a break to recharge, but we'll be coming right back uh, the week after Thanksgiving. But Eric, before we get into this, go ahead and let anybody new or if they need a refresher know how international feature works. And then, yeah, let's discuss this film and get sad.
0: Absolutely can't wait for that. Well, if this is your first time hearing or as a refresher, as Phil mentioned, we have had an interest to explore foreign shows and films more than ever before. So for that reason, we'll occasionally highlight some international gems. And for this episode... We watched a film called Children of Men. So we're going to keep our uh, thoughts pretty spoiler free here. And we may transition into a slight spoiler discussion for those that, of you that have watched it. Uh, Phil, we may even not do the spoiler portion depending on how you're feeling. But for the most part, again, this will be fairly spoiler free as because, you know, we definitely want to feature this uh, for both new people. But if you have watched the movie, you know, give you something here on this episode as well. And we hope you enjoy it.
1: Absolutely. So let's go ahead and get into this here with one of those really handy IMDb uh, synopsis of the film. Uh, In 2027, in a chaotic world in which women have somehow become infertile, a former activist agrees to help transport a miraculously pregnant woman to a sanctuary at sea. And like you said, Eric, this has a ton of recognizable faces, including Clive Owen, Julianne Moore. I'm going to very slowly pronounce this Chowatel Ejiofor, who you guys may know from... Doctor Strange films. Um, Also, Michael Caine, always great to see him. So, Eric, going into this thing blind, very pleasantly surprised with the the cast. And I got to say, pretty much all of them are fantastic. I mean, who doesn't enjoy a Michael Caine performance? And then, as I mentioned, everybody else, especially Clive Owen, is uh, definitely in top form with this film. I, again, had not really heard of this before going into it. But upon researching after I had watched the film, and recognizing and getting things pointed out to me that I didn't notice before. Eric, obviously, cast aside, we have to point out why this film is so popular, and it's because of really, really groundbreaking and just beautiful cinematography.
0: Yeah, so obviously in this dystopian, like just wasteland of what used to be, you know, basically London, I thought it was just really... It was grungy. It was like, it was just torn down. Phil, the one thing I definitely kind of walked away from, and this is something that I enjoy a lot in movies, I definitely felt a world that was lived in. And we kind of bring that up often in films, especially the ones that are really immersive. And some of the best ones, when we talk about filmography and cinematography, we talk about that immersion. I really enjoyed this. I really felt this was a world that had been lived in. And I really believed you know what i was seeing that things just started to go downhill after a certain amount of years that felt very relatable and real to me and I, I really enjoyed the cinematography because of that specific piece
1: yeah and you talk about a world that is just grungy and run down but it's still very beautiful in its own way and uh like you said lived in world and that's something we obviously look into and look for in a lot of open world video games, you know, where, you know, this is an open, this is a bad example, but you know, The Last of Us is an open world, but that feels like a world where people are living their lives outside of your story. That is very much going on here. And the camera work is very intentional on that, right? It, It directs you to things that are not the main characters. It wants you to know that, hey, there are other things going on that you cannot see. And that's one of the things that is just really, really beautiful about this film Again, you know, we talked about this a little bit before we started, Eric. It's not necessarily a movie that I want to jump into again and watch casually because it is very, very heavy as far as the storytelling and the subject matter. But it is a film that I will definitely, going forward, encourage people to watch because of those things that we just mentioned. And now I can see why it is so heavily regarded. It was nominated for Oscars for Best Writing Best Achievement in Cinematography and Best Achievement in Film Editing. And you know what? All of those things are very present here.
0: Yeah, and obviously the movie looks good, right? But, you know, how is the acting? How are the performances? And I think that they're top notch. Um, I got to be honest, I've never been a big Clive Owen fan. Um, I'm not going to say I've watched enough of his movies to really be able to make a, you know, critical assumption of his career. But this has got to be his best work. Just from what I've seen and what I know, he's been in. Um, And then you know you had really great supporting characters that went into this. And this movie, you know, tears you apart. Do not get too comfortable in this movie because we take some twists and turns left and right so quick. Honestly, it's snap a snap neck pace uh, at some points where things just shift at the you know the 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 switch of a light. Uh, anything at all the, the flip of a dime i'm coming up with different sayings that don't quite make sense but i think phil i think you got you caught on pretty quickly that this movie was going to just jab you out of nowhere and knock you out with a, a really tough punch
1: oh yeah like i said you know I guess we won't go into spoilers here but of the character that I was really excited to see and, and and a specific person. And I was like, oh, great. It's so awesome to see. Th- oh, they're gone. That is, the, I guess this is how, uh, I guess this is how Game of Thrones people act whenever they watch. Eric, you know, you love Game of Thrones.
0: Ah, uh, yes. My favorite episode, The Red Wedding. <laughs> favorite character, Jon Snow. Anything else? <laughs> I think I proved it.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're, you definitely got that covered there. So yeah, no, as far <laughs> nice. as the performances, really, really, really solid. Yeah, looking at Clive Owen's You know, his uh, his filmography here, you know, obviously familiar with his work, but like I wouldn't be able to say, hey, did you see Clive Owen in this? But now that we've seen this be like, oh, yeah, Clive Owen, Children of Men, excellent performance. And he develops his character develops a very, very charming relationship in a very short amount of time with Key, who is played by Claire Hope Ashide who also is very, very excellent in her role, gets you to buy in really, really quickly into her story and what's going on. And um, it was just really, really nice to see, like I said, and it was just really impressive, Eric. They were able to establish that connection with the audience. And again, in a movie that's not very long, hour and 40 minutes, that's not a lot of time to establish this relationship, and they did it.
0: Yeah, and not only do they build relationships really strong here, but this sci-fi mystery movie, it's really mainly a thriller for me. I felt the intensity of a lot of the moments. And I think it's because I also knew it was a short runtime. So we never got to overstay our welcome in moments, but they did take their time to settle into those character moments as well. It was such a weird, delicate balance for a movie that's under two hours. I think that might be what impressed me the most was how quickly it felt to get through the movie, but how long of a journey we took. Uh, I I think not a lot of films can pull that off, and this movie definitely does. It directed uh, very, very well. The pacing, I absolutely loved. And again, it was just that sense of stake that I I miss from movies sometimes, you know? You don't want to think that any character is safe, and throughout the entire movie, from the beginning, um, I just did not feel comfortable knowing the outcome of this movie and this movie leaves you with a lot of questions. In fact, I think it leaves you with more questions than answers, but usually I'd get frustrated at that film. I personally like that. I like that we didn't just explain it all away uh by the end of it. Did that kind of throw you uh it, you know more on the negative side or did you also kind of feel that sense of appreciation for any of those things?
1: No, I like that a lot. You know, it is if it can be done correctly and not in a lazy way which is which is what happens here then that's fantastic leave it up to the um the the watcher of the film to kind of you know put in their mind what they think may have happened right we talk about another film that comes to mind is inception right that movie uh, has stuck in our head for since we were what what, teenagers. So, you know, I really, really love it when it's done correctly. And honestly, since you brought that up, Eric, it's a good, it's a note here from IMDb writer and director Alfonso Cuaron. I hope that's how you pronounce his name. I apologize if not. Stated that quote, he didn't want to make a film that ends when the credits roll. He wanted to make a film that when the final credits roll, that's really the beginning of the film. So there you go, Eric. It was intentional.
0: God, I love, I love when I, when I get a vision, (laughs) a hundred percent. Just like, you know, Stephen King and his feelings about The Shining. Two for two. <laughs> wow,
1: we really didn't need to bring up The Shining. I think that's something we're probably going to talk about forever, huh? Is <laughs> until we get a good... Uh, until we Well, hopefully Akira will clear the slate clean of, you know, internet of uh, late to the party.
0: We really can't go two for two for that series, to be completely honest. And yeah. I've definitely seen one of the best movies in my life and one of the worst movies in my life this year. So I really can't... I really can't take any any much more of an emotional roller coaster. I, I think I've had enough.
1: And I want to give another shout out to Claire Hopeshiidi because she did look very familiar and Eric she's in, this won't mean anything really to you, but she was in an episode of Master of None and that's why I, I recognize her. So yeah, she is a excellent actress and again, the uh, the di- dynamic between Clive Owen and, and her character really, really solid. Yeah, and I like that there's also another thing pointed out here that Theo Clive Owen uh, doesn't use or even touch a gun at any point during the entire movie. And it was interesting to see because I remember noticing that later on in the film because it's such a violent movie. But at no point does our protagonist really partake in that violence. I don't know that I've ever seen something like that in such a high stakes film before. So I don't I mean, Again, that's just really good storytelling, really good directing. And I thought that was worth bringing up, too. So that was pretty neat.
0: Yeah. And, and again, I think with this movie specifically, you know, as we kind of transition, I you know, I think there might be maybe a couple spoilers we met. We talk about, especially the ending, I think, uh, is something, you know, we haven't really gotten to discuss. I, I like this movie again, leaving everything open ended. I love the thrill ride. I, I just would recommend this. Mo- I can't recommend this a movie enough, but I would recommend you do it in the right state of mind because it, it is very morbid. Uh, But, Phil, I think that really plays into the plot, into the theme. But, yeah, it's definitely a morbid film. So that's going to kind of be my, like, word of caution. We are are very high on this film. Very, very good. But I I think I'm there with you, Phil. I, I probably won't turn this on anytime soon just because it was a lot to take in.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You know, obviously, we go into these wanting to recommend films for you guys. And this is definitely one of those. But you have to be in the right mindset. It is very bleak. I know a lot of people, I guess the comparison I'll give it is like Handmaid's Tale. So many people recommend Handmaid's Tale, but they're like, hey, make sure you're in the right, you know, right frame of mind for this uh, before you jump into it. And I think this kind of falls under the same category. Eric, the last thing I want to talk about before we transition to the ending, there are two one shots in this film that are beautiful. There's one early on in the movie, and then there's one towards the climax. And the one uh, that we're talking about in the beginning of the film, which is in the car is that, that the way that they did that is really really cool. They had to like create an entire rig um to follow the car from inside and out and make that shot happen. But in the second shot, the second one shot, Eric, I learned today in my research that if they messed up that shot, it took them five hours to reset it. They had to do it three times. <laughs> they had to do that that second one shot three times well, and that's they finally not great. got it. Yeah, they finally got it in the third shot, but that is just uh, again, that's just great directing, great cinematography, and it gave me an even bigger appreciation of the film that they they pulled this off. It was very impressive.
0: Yeah, a lot of love definitely poured into it. If you haven't seen the film, uh, this is a great place for you to go ahead and uh, either skip ahead towards the end or just simply drop from here, watch the movie, and then come on back. Uh, I think the spoilers maybe only going to be a few minutes here, Phil. I think. We really just kind of want to talk about that ending again. This is the first time we've gotten to talk about the movie uh, since we selected it and we put it together for this episode. Uh, With that being said, you've officially been warned. We are now going to transition into spoiler talk uh, very briefly for Children of Men. And Phil, uh, when we talk about characters dying, uh, I mean, every character pretty much bites the dust here uh, in this movie, uh, uh, including Uh, Theo uh, played by Clive Owen that main character I I thought that was very bold but uh, I kind of started to see it coming you know the writing was on the wall at a certain point
1: yeah it was really sad and it was nice to see his progression from you know I've kind of given up again this is a world in which they are selling suicide kits right the very very dark film this is, a, this is the world that these people are living in. And he has just kind of given up, right? And We see the beginning of the movie where the youngest person in the world has died. He uses that to exploit his job and get a day off of work, but he doesn't give a shit, right? And then you can tell in his face. And that's just, again, another testament to his performance here is from beginning to end. You can just see within just the facial expressions, within his body language, without him even saying a whole lot, him go from, why do I care about this? I'm just in this for the money, To Hey, let's try and save as many people as we can, including you know the woman at the end of the film who I'm whose name I'm forgetting right now. Also, Eric, I didn't even notice that that was Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> Patrick was Charlie Hunnam. This is like pre Sons of Anarchy. I didn't even notice that was him because he looks so different.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna mention I was gonna mention that to you. I thought that was gonna be a surprise. I did not know that you uh,
1: that you did not. I didn't know, know. That. He, looked, he looked nothing like you know Sons of Anarchy Charlie Hunnam. So I didn't even recognize him.
0: I oh, don't know for sure. No, he looks nothing <laughs> nothing like that. Um, which is crazy, which is honestly insane. Um, I, again, adored this film. I, I really, really liked it. Um, I, I, I can't say enough good things. Uh, again, it's just mainly, you know, what it comes down to is just how dark it is, really. Uh, you you got to be in the right mindset, like we mentioned. So, Phil, anything else? Um, you know, when I mentioned, I guess the one thing I will kind of mention here is that um, I was definitely thrown off uh, with julianne moore's character dying i think we kind of referenced that earlier oh yeah
1: yeah um, for sure. Th-
0: that was shocking it was jarring that was the moment where i knew like oh my god i'm gonna enjoy this film because i was like i was buying into that like r- weird like ex, we lost our child together we're no longer together relationship that they had and it was it was kind of sweet like that moment and then for it to,
1: be, to give it us that completely- cute moment in the car yeah
0: Oh, to be completely turned around like that was um, what was a tough watch. Was there anything else uh, on the spoiler side of things before we kind of wrap things up uh, that you wanted to dive into?
1: No, I don't think so. It is a it's definitely something that's going to sit with me for a while. And it is just uh, another testament to how many films out there that fall within, you know, that vaguely fall within this international within this international feature category that I again I can't believe just flew under the radar. I mean 2006, this is when I was graduating high school. I think we were watching like Transformers at midnight, you know, what I mean? we weren't looking for cinematic experiences. So it's nice to go back now having a better understanding of what makes these films so special and enjoying them for what they are. So another uh, another um, success here on International Feature which cannot be said unfortunately about uh, Late to the Party anymore. <laughs>
0: God, The Shining was so bad. Do not watch The Shining. Instead, watch <laughs> watch
1: this, and instead, it, and yeah, uh, the The Shining will make you sad, but for different reasons. Because you'll look at your watch and be like, "Oh my God, it's been three hours and nothing has happened."
0: Also, nobody reached out to us, so I'm assuming we are right and that nobody does like The Shining because nobody was able to give me a reason. Or they've never finished it, or they, or they don't listen to the podcast. There's also there that a possibility. That. Mm-hmm. Um, that that is. Hmm. That's about as sad as this movie. And uh, Phil, I think we're... Hmm, let's get out of here. <laughs> I think we're done.
1: Well, if you do want to watch Children of Men, it is on Hulu. So you can check it out there. And if you don't believe us, it does have a 92% certified Fresh Rotten Tomato score and an 85% audience score. So it came out in 2006. So you guys should definitely check it out. Uh, just like you should check out the rest of our episodes on our podcast, which you can find anywhere else. You listen to your shows. If you do find yourself listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do us a huge favor, subscribe and leave a five-star review. It's one of the best ways you can support the show. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, at Podcast, and on Twitter at Pod. Also, you will find the YouTube link in our show notes for all of our live streams. And as mentioned, we will be taking next Wednesday off to enjoy the holidays uh, with our friends and family. But other than that, Eric, we're going to keep on working and keep on rolling. And the end of the year is going to be a lot of fun.
0: we got a ton of stuff planned. Stick with us, especially going into the end of the year. we got a lot of great stuff ahead of us. My name is Mr. Eric Almighty. That is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. And please don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. And all you have to do is wait for it. So, I heard you're looking for a go-to source for entertainment. Wait for it? Gaming? Wait for it? Anime? Plus Ultra! Mr. Eric Almighty and Phil the Filipino? Yeah, they've got you covered. And all you gotta do is wait for it.
1: This is the Wait For It Podcast.